Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. And hello, howdy, howdy do, and what's the haps? We are so excited. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast, and this is your favorite personal stylist, Holly Cates, calling from everywhere here, Atlanta, New York, all over. And we are excited to bring to you my bestie, my very gay mother, my brother from another mother, Mr. Celebrity Stylist, Mr. Nolan Meter. Hi, Nolan. Guess what? You're going, to, your head's going to explode, but we got another Holly. I know. I'm so excited. Now I'm going to have two Hollies. I know. So I would like to introduce personal stylist, new friend, new part of our posse, Miss Holly Chase. Hey, Holly, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. We are so excited to have you and want to know all about you. We want to tell our listeners who wears who, what's going on, what you know. You're a personal stylist just like me and a style coach. I'm looking at your website right now. You're totally adorable and you're very young, very clear. Um, (laughs) You're creative. You live in New York City. You're a knitter and you coach people on how not to commit fashion crimes. So exactly. (laughs) Nolan and I are going to give you the floor because we want to hear all about you. Awesome. So I'm a personal stylist. Like you said, I think about it as helping you express yourself every time you walk into a room without having to say anything. Ultimately, that's what personal style is. And when you nail it, everyone knows who you are without having to tell everybody. And that's what I love about what I do. And it's what I love about clothing and fashion in general. I, I'm loving that. So take us through like a typical client. Like who do you, who do you meet? Who, who do you normally, I work with women in the South, some, sometimes men, sometimes teenagers, you know, I, that's who I work with. Who do you work with? Yeah. I like to say I work with introspective, intuitive types, people who would be very overwhelmed working with you or Nolan, people who get overwhelmed with long shopping expeditions and long, intense, overwhelming fashion vibes in general. So I focus around coaching and then we add closet cleanouts, shopping, outfit styling, photography, events, et cetera, to that coaching. But the basis is really getting you, the client, really clear on who they are, what they look good in, what works for their body, what works for their lifestyle, and then empowering them to make those 
specific individual choices themselves throughout the rest of their life. So it's like genius baby steps. That's genius. <laughs> because, you know, and like my Holly, like that's probably a good idea. Like just because you're always saying, oh, well, she's not ready. That's how you get them ready. Mm-hmm. That's genius. It's like you're tricking them into being smarter. It's a whole transformative journey. I like to say we're upgrading your entire life, but don't have to deal with your linen closet. We should get that on a pillow. I love that. I love that. I love that. I mean, so here's the thing. When I work with people, I'm like a therapist, right? I get to the bottom. But she's not licensed, just FYI. She just likes to metal. She just likes to metal. She's not licensed. I, Nolan says I have no boundaries. None at all, but it's it, it comes with good intentions. I know, in the most loving way. So do you feel like you're kind of exploring all areas of people's lives and then the clothes are secondary? Because that's what it happens for me, usually. Yeah, I think that clothing is a lens that we can look through the rest of your life with. Um, we can talk about all sorts of baggage and stuff and things that you feel like you should do or you have done or regrets and all of that jazz. But ultimately it comes back to, so do you want to get rid of this dress that we're looking at right now? So I say what I do is often very therapeutic. It is not therapy. I'm not licensed. I really don't want to talk about your childhood issues. And also in getting rid of clothes that you've had since you were in high school but haven't gotten rid of in getting rid of the thing that your mother used to tell you you didn't look good in or that you should wear or that you have to wear or that you look slutty in so never wear in working through all of that you can also create a little distance between who you are and who you were when you took on those expectations Mm, oh, I love that because there's so much emotional attachment and things that come with clothes that I think people sometimes struggle to get rid of. Absolutely. But yeah. sometimes it's very healthy to be like, okay, I understand this is like a beautiful jacket an ex-boyfriend bought for you, but do you need a silk opera coat from an ex-fiance <laughs> who left you? No, you probably don't. Right. If you're Nolan. That's a specific example, might. by the way. That's a specific example. It sounded example, like it. It was one of those things that like you can tell that would like real examples come out. I was like, it's a fabulous coat, but do we need it? Right. And do you want to be reminded of that X every time you look at it or wear it? And so are people receptive to that? Do they like working in that way? I mean, are you going through their stuff piece by piece? Yeah, we go through every item you own. It's a really deep process. And people often think that it's more frivolous than it is. And I think that's a problem that I'm sure you both run into as well. And yes, fashion can get written off so quickly. But when you talk about it, when you really get into people's stories, and this is why I have my podcast, it's why I love talking to people about clothes, is when you get into the stories that people have about clothing, it goes so much deeper. I know. Oh, 100%. See, mine, unfortunately, are like happy memories. Like, I'll be like, oh, I wore this to this show with Holly, da, 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 da. But there are also ones like, oh, I was wearing this when I cried my eyes out on the subway because so-and-so was being such a dick. Like, you know, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I totally get that. And that resonates with me because like, whenever I put them on, I think of those times and I'm like, oh, this like this. No one also has-, has a, 
Hey, he also has a memory like an elephant. So he remembers. I will never. Yeah. If you cross me, I know. I mean, I forgive, but I never forget. And so I'll be like, I'm like, I'm wearing this jacket to dinner with you. But like last time you really annoyed me. It's like, this is your last chance. But this jacket is right. going to be like, this is like the jacket I wear when I'm with you. Cause like the jacket's like you, like it annoys me, but I keep it, you know, cause <laughs> I can't move in it. And so when you do this, do you do this over zoom or do you find that people are still wanting you to come over or what, what's going on? Yeah, so I'm in New York City, so I paused all in-person work in like mid-March, late March last year and haven't have done everything virtually since. First of all, it cuts down on travel time, which is really nice for me, and it also means that we can have like weirder hours, like we don't have to work within kind of general constraints, and it means that we can break sessions up. So if you want to schedule like two hours every day for the week, we can do that instead of doing an entire day together. So I really enjoy working on this virtually. It opens up a lot of possibilities that seem counterintuitive. See, I don't trust people. What are you (laughs) hiding behind me in Zoom? Like, I got to be there, right? I mean, again, again, no boundaries. Pandemic or no pandemic, Holly's coming into your house. (laughs) I mean, Anyway, the point is, I, I, I commend you for, you know, you, your trust, you, you're very calm, you're not emotional, you know. I wonder I, what that's like. I know you're, <laughs> you're very calm. You sound like, you know, you can hold someone's hand and really guide them through. What are some of like, give us some funny stories or give us some like clients that you're like, um, I've never met anyone like this or she scared me or whatever. So usually we save shopping until the end. Like we've worked through the coaching and the analysis and the clean out so that you've made space. And then we go get clothes to kind of bring you to the next level of your fabulous self. I had one client come to me and she literally had two pairs of pants, (gasps) one of which already had a hole in them. And right after our first call together, the second pair busted a hole. (laughs) I was like, we are going shopping first this time. This does not work. <laughs> That's not how any pants. of this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also find that a lot of people, as soon as they start working with me, other parts of their life start shifting. Like I had a client, we did a closet clean out and like a couple days later, she found out that a really close family member had passed. And then she found out that in a year, her job was closing. And then in a couple days, she found out that her, like a family member had to move in because some of their life. And we were catching up on a call a couple weeks later. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, how did you get through this week of your life? I'm pretty sure I would lose my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I got it. And she was like, I don't think I would have been able to deal with this week if we hadn't done our closet clean out when we did. But just getting rid of all of that emotional baggage like she had things for years and just working through that she was like it changed the entire way I looked at this week and I was like that's incredible this is why I feel like we're spirit animals yeah because (laughs) when I work with people I'm just comparing you to me because our services are very similar And Nolan it does something completely different. He's like a wrangler. I call him the talent mm-hmm. oh, wrangler. Yes. Yep. I'm like, stop crying. This is Neiman Marcus. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop crying. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have your 11 o'clock champagne. I'm late. Let me Where is your American you. Express card? I'm buying this $10,000 coat. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Nolan does. But we really do a lot of handholding and, and explain to people from a very, you know, neutral point. This is holding you back. And it's holding you back. And this is why it's holding you back. And, and I call people like you and I, you know, the best friend you never knew that you needed. <laughs> and, and it's true because a lot of people, when they buy at what I tell people, even though you still like it and you're not wearing it, there's a reason why you're not wearing it, even though you still like it and it's still okay to let it go. And this is why, and, and a lot, you don't know what you don't know. And if no one's ever shown you, how are you supposed to know? Right. And that's kind of what we do. And that's why, that's why I'm like, it's just so hard for people to get it if no one's there to explain it. And I really love the way that you, I'm reading this from your website. When mm-hmm. you fix your style problems, you start fixing your life problems. I call it the energy shift. Mm-hmm. I had a client, she was a labor, labor and delivery nurse. And she was like, I don't need a dress. Stop trying to make me dress up. No, 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 whatever. So of course she ended up getting three dresses. And mm-hmm. then the next week she said, do you remember how I didn't want to get that dress? And I said, yeah, she was, yeah, I just won the most prestigious award in our hospital. Mm-hmm. And the thing is next week and I'm going to wear that dress. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. So I totally get it. What is your background? Where did you go to school? I studied costume design for theater. So that's, and I realized pretty early on that I didn't want to do that for the next however many decades of my career. I love the building of characters and the creating of worlds and expressing characters through clothing. But what I hated was kind of the, not the grind of it, but the similar, I'm sure, to how celebrity stylists comes with some complications. So does costume design. And I realized that I could do the parts that I loved and help people who weren't just actors at the exact same time. So that's kind of how I pivoted in this direction. Nolan, we love a costumer. (laughs) I know. I love that. I mean, we love that. That's so, I mean, I, when I was deciding between fashion design and costume design, I just said, I'm not a great sewer. And so I did fashion design because people who are in costume. Yeah, because you definitely don't need to be, you know, a gifted sewer when you're doing fashion design either. I mean, I, I, you do, but you can skirt around that. You don't have to be the sewer is the point when you're in a different field. Yeah. But in costume, you've got to be able to like know it inside out, outward, put, put things together, analytical brain. I can't, uh, uh, I mean, that's, that's hard. Yeah, it's what I love about costume design, especially in comparison to fashion design, is that in fashion, I feel like you're so, the design is so separate from the construction of it in, yes. in many ways, in not not every way. It, it depends a lot on where you are and what you're doing and all of that jazz. But in costume design, the manifesting your design is integral to the design process Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's no uh, you're just much closer to to creating the thing in reality which is what I found really exciting about it I mean how are you dealing with no Broadway right now just as a Broadway fan yeah it's a it's a lot 
it's really hard, especially just having so many friends in the industry and who are just like have been out of work for the entire year. It's it's really scary. And I'm thankful that I switched and changed mostly because it was a better fit for me and also had the added bonus of being able to continue working through this. But it's really, I don't entirely know what the industry is going to be when we're out of this but it's definitely going to be different I just don't understand why and I know why but why can't they space people out why can't Broadway go on they wouldn't make enough money anyway to cover the enormous first they wouldn't make enough money and to like with the seat having smaller capacity wouldn't make enough money and also the problem with a lot of stadiums, a lot of theaters, a lot of event spaces is not the inner space. It's getting people in and out. If you have a full Broadway house, there's only a dozen entrances and exits. There's one grand staircase that everybody goes down or up if they're in the balcony. It's it's getting people in and out in an orderly fashion. And then you run into what if there's a fire? Yeah, yeah. How do you get everybody out safely if there's an accident? Like what happens if the worst happens within a pandemic? So that's a big part of it too. I mean, Nolan and I, it's our dream to see Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. We did see Mean Girls, which we loved. That was part of Um, our Fags and Hags weekend, volume one. I know know we were going to see Mrs. Doubtfire, but I hope that it comes back. But it's just so... I don't know what people are doing. It's making, uh, I don't know what people are doing, but back to you, back to your story. (laughs) So when you're in costume design, you decided to switch over to to personal styling because, you know, obviously you love working with people Mm -hmm. and, you know, what is your, what is your favorite kind of client? I have a favorite kind of client. What is your favorite kind of client? Mm, I love clients who are open to, being their truest, most authentic, best, whatever buzzword you want to use self. There's, everyone says that they are, but there's a certain type of person who is really ready for it. And I love working with them right when they're on the brink of that massive change and massive transformation that personal style can just kind of press them through and into and break through in all these ways. That's my favorite type of person. I always say the first step is awareness. Yeah. And the first step is people wanting to talk about it who mm-hmm. never call me back. No, <laughs> people, people that just want to talk about it. They want to think about it. They're not quite sure. Is it too scary? Is it not too scary? I just got off the phone um, right before this interview with a new client of mine. She's like such an open book. She's like, yeah, whatever. We can do whatever. I don't know. You know, and she's like, so he my we went to a place called Lulu. I, I said, do you mean Lulu? And she's yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I never heard of that store before. And you just sort of thinking, are you under, where are you living? What are you doing? To not have learned of, heard of I mean, what are you, are you watching TV? Are you reading? I mean, some people just don't know what they don't know, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just so, and it's so interesting to me how people are just, when it comes to fashion and clothes, they don't even understand what is at the mall because they've never been to the mall or they don't go to the mall. Or I mean, like me, they avoid malls like the plague. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> I had one client who we were talking about makeup and she said, Sephora, what's that? And she had never heard of Sephora. Excuse and, me? And, 
Whoa. Right. I mean, whoa. (laughs) No one's like, I'm sorry. She's not on the Rouge level. Like, give me your point. I am on the Rouge level for next year. Okay. (laughs) For reference. I'm just putting that out there. Nolan's like, okay, what do you need from Sephora? You know, whatever. He's like, bitch, give me, he is a point whore. Okay. I mean, I'm also just a whore whore. in general, but I'm a, I'm a point whore. (laughs) I'm a label whore. I'm a sweater whore. Anyway, might as well get something. I might as well get yeah. something for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's very interesting to me what, pe- what people don't know. And if they're not in fashion or if they're not in clothes and they're just getting stuff to get by, it's, it's they're doing themselves a disservice because the potential they could tap into by dressing with intention, which is what I tell people, and you don't have to be perfect every day, right? It's just when you try to inspire others People start asking you about where'd you get that? Oh my God, I love it. No, 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 whatever. I mean, the energy shift is profound. I mean, it's profound. So tell us about some of your courses that you have. Yeah. So I have one a course called five days of style, which is really, it's, I call it a course, but really it's a, like, don't get out of bed for a couple more minutes and listen to a little audio recording for five days in a row thing. But I'm like, okay. Like, what is that other than a course? Sure, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really about shifting how you think about style and clothing. So we talk about kind of, we touch on confidence, we touch on ditching the whole idea of clothes that quote unquote flatter your figure, which I think is a terrible phrase. We touch on how to think about going about creating an outfit. We touch on things that, are not wear this, this, and this, but rather prompt you to think about getting dressed intentionally that morning. And then there are journal prompts to respond to at the end of the day, which help you reinforce and review what you were that day and if it was working or what wasn't working. So are you just trying to say, don't dress a certain way just because your figure is is this or that or not this or not that is that what you mean yeah so the whole concept of to flatter is a very if you look at the definition it's a very weasel word it doesn't really mean what we've come to think it means generally when it's used it means that you should get things that make you look more attractive but you can't achieve that it's a verb. So to flatter your figure, why don't you just dress in a way that feels good to your body? Gotcha. Thinking about like those fundamental things that we've all heard before of like, why should I not flatter my figure? Well, because it's not helping you. So let's try doing something else. Do you work with people that are wearing clothes that are too old or too young or too, do you work with people like that? I work with people, they generally, when you say too old or too young. They're dressing too old, like they're aging themselves because they're dressing, you know, clothes that are maybe they could get away with dressing a little bit more hip, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think about it a lot more from are you expressing yourself to the best of your ability and to the best of yourself? Gotcha. So when we say like dressing too old or dressing too young, it's often coming from a place of trying to look a certain way instead of trying to express a certain quality. 
you're trying to look modest or you're trying to look presentable or you're trying to not show too much or you're trying to feel young again. So we talk a lot about how do you feel true to yourself and express that through your clothing. I I love how you said to feel young again, because I think a lot of people miss the mark when they're trying to hold right onto something that once was. And, you know, you get to a certain point in your life and you're like, I have cannot believe I'm this old. My last birthday, Nolan, a cough, cough when I sort of had a little bit of a breakdown because I never felt old until this last birthday. I never, ever, ever felt old. Not when I turned 30, not when I turned 40, but this one just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's hard. And Nolan helps me transition into leather or studs. Like we get it, right? (laughs) I say say pick a lane. We don't need both at the same time. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it's like, he kind of brings me back down to, okay, you want to be edgy? Great. So let's, let's pick one thing. You don't have to do it all. Right. And, and I need help. And that's why he helps me for sure. Awesome. Um, There's usually like a quality that someone is trying to express that they had no problem expressing when they were younger, sort of like you and edgy. It's like, you're not trying to look young you're trying to look edgy and you can do that at any age yes yeah yeah what i would love that on a pillow (laughs) i would love that that would be amazing so tell us what are some future projects that you're working on yeah i'm really interested in uh exploring group coaching and figuring out how to bring my clients together in more of a group way so that people can learn from one another and so that I can maximize my time because I can only do so much one-on-one stuff. Because I think there's something extraordinarily powerful when we see people expressing themselves fully and we get to know them and spend time with them. I think that there's something about authenticity or true self or whatever, whatever that rubs off on people There's something really beautiful about watching that happen. I feel like personal styling is so private that I don't know if people would want to share, you know, their time. I guess you think opposite. I I don't know. I've never heard of it that way. Yeah, I think because I come from such a coaching methodology, approaching style in that way, and that's the fundamental basis of what I do. In a way, I think you could do that in a group setting and then have addition, a one-on-one mm-hmm. work outside of it. So I think there's a hybrid model that could work. So during the pandemic, are you having less clients, more clients? I'm, I, I've had steady clients that are coming to me because a lot of people are actually going back to work. What about you? Yeah, I've had a, it's definitely been a shift in clients. Again, it. I used to do much more, if you just wanted to do a closet cleanse, we could just do a one day closet thing. If you just wanted to do outfit styling or shopping, we could just do those. And I'm creating and starting to do much more holistic whole process work. So it's shifted, like the amount of time is the same, but the numbers of people are different. I got you. And do people come to you and they say, 
I, I want to do this and I don't want to do that. Sometimes people come with me to, with parameters and say, I'm only going to do this or I only want to shop here. Do people say that to you? People often come, they don't generally say I only shop at these stores. I get a lot of people who are looking to be more sustainable in their wardrobes and are looking for, I want new things, but I want to make sure that it's going to be sustainable and ethical. And so are you shopping different places because of that? What's, what's your jam on sustainability? My jam on sustainability, especially within the fashion industry as of right now, um, is that the most sustainable choice you can make is something that's already in your closet. That's right. It's such an imperfect system and we have so many sustainability and ethical changes that need to happen on a structural level that when it comes to individual choices day to day, you want to look for things that you will wear a lot of times, you will wear consistently, that you care enough about to repair, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that are high enough quality to pass on when you're done wearing them. I love that. And how do you tell people to pass things on? Do you consign for them? Do you tell them where to go or shop secondhand or what do you do? Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have thrift stores that they want to donate to. They're like, I donate to this place or whatever, or I can sign here, or I've done a little bit of this. If they're looking just to get rid of one or two pieces, I often say reach out in your community because it'll be easier and you don't have to ship it anywhere. And you can just say to your friend, like, hey, do you want this? I'm getting rid of it. It's a great dress. Especially in New York. I love a hand-me-down moment. It's like, it's like sisterhood of the traveling jacket or whatever. I love it. Yes. <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling jacket. It's sisterhood of the traveling pants. I know it was a joke. I was being okay. clever. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. You are clever. You are, you are quite clever. It's not my fault. You didn't um, get it. I know. That's on, that sounds like a you problem. I just think that it's really important to connect during this time and push other people up and push people into the spotlight. And, you know, Nolan and I, we always love having new people in our posse, whether you want to be in it or not, you're just kind of in. Again, she's not great with boundaries. (laughs) So welcome to the Fashion Crimes Podcast Posse. Thanks for having me. (laughs) No, of course. We love that. And, you know, what can we do to help you? How do we tell people to find you, how to find your course, how to connect with you on social media, do you have videos? Like, where can we find you? Oh, you have a podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Yes, uh, yes, yes. The best way to find everything, links to articles, blog, courses, podcasts, newsletter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is at whowhoo.com. Um, I have a, an ebook that you're more than welcome to come download called Personal Style Fundamentals, 27 Keys to Building and Keeping the Wardrobe You Want. Loving which is that. At, yes, which is at whowhoo.com forward slash ebook. And kind of the best way to connect more social media wise is going to be the podcast. I'm not super active on social media. The podcast is called um, Talking About Clothes with Holly Shays. And the whole premise is to broaden the conversation about clothing. So I I say that I talk to people who wear clothes, which is ultimately everybody. everybody. (laughs) And, And the thing I love is that everybody has a story about it. 
they are like guests will say, I'm not super fashionable and we'll get into a 20 minute conversation. And it turns out they have tons of opinions about their clothing and their style. And it's really incredible to see. Yeah. I'm going to be a guest on your podcast. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm going to be a, a guest on your podcast tomorrow. And that is exciting. And I'm so glad we connected. And I hope that you have all the clients that the universe will bring you all the people who need you in the area. And I hope they reach out to you and I hope they can find you. I hope they listen to their pod, to your podcast who um, talking about clothes, because that's very important. And this is just, to me, it's just a life skill that if you, your parents don't know, then you don't know. And then you grow up not knowing, and then you have to figure it out for yourself. It's hard. So I'm glad there's people like you out there that can help people because yeah, the world needs you. World <laughs> needs you. I'm going to read your ebook. Cause I, you know, you never know what you might learn and you never know when, even though we do the same thing, we can learn from each other. Of course. Absolutely. That's all Nolan does is tell me what to do. So, and I'm really good at it. He's so good at it. And even when we fight though, it's like, stop telling me what to do. Two hours later, you were right. I know Nolan is a, is a baby. He can't help it. He's a zygote and that I'm old and I know better than him. What do you want? So Holly, Thank you so much for joining us on Fashion Crimes Podcast. We will tell everyone about you, how they can find you. We will connect with you. You'll come back to our podcast, yes? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been incredible. I know. We I love, love a you part so much. two moment. I love a part two. I know. We two. love a part two. We do love a part two moment. And um, this is Fashion Pr Crimes Podcast. I am Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist with my bestie, celebrity stylist, Nola Meter. And you can catch us on Instagram, Fashion Crimes Podcast, Twitter, Fashion Crimes P, Facebook, Fashion Crimes Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you so much for listening, and we are out.